Welcome back to another episode of Trade Up with TJ, talking all things health, wealth, business and lifestyle. Today, got a special guest on, Peninsula Sparky Chick, aka Amy. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. Can't complain. Thanks for driving down. Oh, of course. No worries. Um, let's just start off. We'll go straight into it, I reckon, and just get the backstory and how you've got to where you got to today and just how it's all just taken off. Yep. So, run us through when it first started, how long you've been in the industry and... Just what made you get into it as well? So when I was oh, when I was in school, I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do a trade, and I was umming and ahhing between being a chippy cabinet maker or Sparky. And then when I did more research into it, electrical just interests me so much more. And then I finished my year twelve, and I had one day off, and I started my apprenticeship the next day. Um. I was an apprentice for six years instead of four, mainly because I've had six bosses and COVID kind of stuffed everything up, but it stuffed it up for a lot of people. And then I finished my time, what was it, last year? And then I've been working around with a couple of mates and just got my business started up. Killer. That's exciting. Yes. So give us, saying your apprenticeship started, your, took you six years, I should say. Mm. Give us a little backstory on that and obviously with different bosses as well. Yeah. You're mentioning there you've had a few different bosses. What has made you obviously go through that situation or be in that situation as well? So everybody like, you know, you want to go into your apprenticeship, you want to find a good boss and you stick with them for the full four years. Everything's a breeze, but it just wasn't like that for me. I had a really abusive first boss who actually ended up putting his hands on me. Did that to his A grade as well and when he did that to me, literally handed in my resignation the next day and then I went on to another company he was really really good we got along like a house on fire but it was just working me and the other apprentice just into the ground I was learning a lot I ended up running what was it a unit not a unit a block of 28 apartments by myself as a what was I second year turn third year and then I was just at that stage where I just wanted more money and I tried union and I hated it, really, really didn't like it. That was probably, I've probably experienced the worst sexual harassment in union than what I ever have in my whole trade. Like it was shocking. So, and that was right before COVID hit. So COVID hit, everybody lost their jobs. And then I was just hanging around for ages. Obviously my apprenticeship was paused. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I went and worked with my mate. He couldn't put me on the books just because he could only give me work a couple of days a week. So I went on with somebody else. That turned into a little bit of a nightmare. He was very, I would almost say bipolar. And it got to the stage where I was scared to cut out a down light just because of like the abuse every single day, constantly getting screamed at. And I almost just quit being a sparky. But I didn't, I left him. I'd failed a couple of units at TAFE and obviously during COVID I couldn't resit them. So then when it came back to being able to resit them again, they said, it's been too long, you know, it doesn't matter about COVID, but the units have changed. You've got to redo all of them again. So I had to redo four units again. And also like every single time you have a boss and then you get a new boss, it takes a while for them to sign you up. So once they finally signed you up, that also puts your apprenticeship further along. Um, so I got those units done. I found another company. I left that boss, found another company 
and finished off my time with him and he let me go when my time had ended, ended. And then I was already done, got that all sorted, got my A grade. And then I've just been working for a mate recently and started up my own business. Killer. Good work. Obviously, you touch a few times. Obviously, being a woman in the trade industry is very hard at times yeah. and having to build that resilience, you could say, obviously, to know when and what is wrong and right. Mm. How have you gone to create that? And obviously, it can give you some sort of trauma as well. But like, how have you known to attack those situations and just be who you are? Well, it took me a while. Like when I was a first year, that boss that I had, like I was terrified of him. Like I was absolutely terrified. And then it wasn't until I'd gotten to that other really, really bad boss where I started to actually stand up for myself. Obviously, what had happened in the union, I stood up for myself as well. There was a guy that just wouldn't leave me alone. And he came up to me and he's like, oh, you know, where are you from? And I'm like, mate, just piss off. Like, honestly, just piss off. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And then he grabbed my shoulder and I turned around and I chucked him through a wall. So it's, I've always had a backbone, but it wasn't until what I went through with my first couple of bosses that it made me realise, like, yes, you may be an apprentice and your boss and your A grades, they know so much more than what you do, but you can't let people treat you like you dirt pretty much. Like there's a fine line between, you know, being firm but fair or just being an absolute dick really. Yeah. And then obviously that's created you now to want to go out in your own. Definitely. Like yep. don't get me wrong. Like I've had some good bosses. My second boss, Bruce, he was a legend. We got along so well, but all the other bosses, like what I've went through, I just think I'm so much better working by myself. And even when I started doing jobs for myself, I'm like, God, this is so much better. Like not having to stress about exactly what the boss wants. Like I found my own way of how I like to work. And all I've got to do is just make sure I'm happy with what I've done. I don't have to think about anybody else. So, yes. Yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy, obviously, to go through those things and mm. just to put up with them a certain amount of time as well to actually, for you to realise, as you said, yet you feel it like you're scared mm. so you don't want to do the wrong thing yeah. but then obviously it has to get to a certain point so like getting to that and getting through your apprenticeship obviously mm. was a bit of a challenge yeah. um to where you are now like how would you say for p people out there and ladies listening in the industry like to guide themselves through that to be able to just keep pushing and not give up on their goals well first off message me i'm always available <laughs> for a message but you know, like at the end of the day, your A grade, it's almost like respect your elders. Like you got to respect your A grades. You got to respect your boss because they know so much more than what we do. But at the same time, like you, like nobody deserves to be mistreated. And if somebody thinks that they're getting mistreated, stand up for yourself. Like just say like, hey mate, like can you not speak to me like that? Or, you know, there's so many other ways to go around it. But like know your worth if you think that someone's really mistreating you leave I've done it I've done it five times you know like you can do it yes it makes your apprenticeship go for a little bit longer but you want to enjoy your apprenticeship and be around people that are enjoyable to be around you know yeah so being in those situations as well like and then going out onto your own mm. that's probably fulfilled you a lot more you would say 
It definitely has. Like, I was very lucky. Like, I went into my apprenticeship. I've got a fighting background. I was a boxer and a boxing teacher for five years. So I do know how to protect myself. But you never want to have to use that ever. But I definitely think being out of my own now, it's just so much less stressful. I'm still working with a mate, but him and I get along like a house on fire. He is a mate. He's not a boss. But just being out on my own finally after six years of an apprenticeship, like, it's just so rewarding. And then obviously I talked to you, touched early on it, obviously um, social media and keeping like that side of it separate as well. What like obviously I think I saw one of your posts on socials that sort of said you never thought it would blow up the way it did blow up. Um, Like touch on that as well. Just when you did start it, just probably out of just starting it. Like how, what did you think or what, what made you create it? It made me create it because I'd heard of a couple of other females and I'm like, I'd love to share what I'm doing because Back when I started my apprenticeship, I did not know of any other females at all. And I thought, you know, like I want to show people what I'm doing. Like it'd be really, really fun. Obviously, I kept it separate from my personal account because I don't want those two to, you know, be close. But, you know, I just wanted to share what I was doing. And then all of a sudden it just started to blow up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Didn't realize that females being in the trade was you know so everyone loved it like I didn't realize that I just thought I was you know going against the crowd by like yeah I'm gonna do a trade that people say that it's a man's trade but I'm gonna prove them wrong that was always my goal like I'm gonna I want to do a job where I can prove somebody wrong like you think I can't do this I'm gonna do it you know but and since then it's been great like I've helped a couple of younger kids get apprenticeships, which has been really, really good. I've helped females who were thinking about doing it. And even through TAFE, I spoke to about five girls that were they were just not sure. And it's been really good in that aspect because I've been able to help people along the way. And I think that's the most rewarding thing out of all of it, to be honest. Yeah. And obviously you touched on like being boxer um, and doing that as well. Like obviously you've probably done a few things that you could say are against the grain as, as a girl. Mm. Like what's made you sort of swing towards those things to do those things or is it just you really just know who you are internally probably and know your passion and your purpose? I know my passion but when I was a little kid I loved tradies. Like every yeah. time tradies would come over to the house I would just love it. And even mum said when I was a little kid I would literally rip something apart and put it back together again. Like it's just... I just love it, honestly. And when I did a trial of it, when I wasn't sure because it was either going to be Chippy, Cabinet Maker or Sparky, as soon as I started doing it, I was like, no, I really love this. really love it. I lost my passion for a while, but once I got it back, now I feel like I'm a little bit unstoppable, really. Yeah. Obviously, touching on that as well, losing your passion, is that, would you say that's just because of what you sort of went through as you touched on at the start? Yeah. It's definitely what I went through and like the a certain boss that I had but I was lucky enough where I was like I think I was four years in at this time and I knew that my apprenticeship was getting extended I'm like you can't give up honestly you're so close like what have you started your page for like if you if you quit and you let go of being a sparky I've let all these people down and I've also let myself down so I was like stuff it I left that boss and I kept going and now I'm yeah yeah, that's awesome. It's so cool to hear like you just kept fighting, you could say, yeah. um, to keep going with what you wanted to go at. Yeah. Obviously, we touched on it earlier just talking off mic, um, what the industry is going like, where it is going and obviously 
from your dynamic, how do you see, has it got better? Obviously, I believe the mental health thing become has become a lot more talked about in the industry Definitely. and that kind of stuff and obviously women in the industry um, as well. What's your perspective of the industry growing into being more normalised for everyone? Well, I definitely think it's improved. I definitely think, though, that there are still some really bad bosses out there and people do need to be careful. But I definitely think now women are so much more encouraged into the trade. And, like, when I first started, like, I was like, oh, this is so weird. Like, I'm the only chick on the job site. But now, like, you see chicks everywhere. Like, it's just great. And I just love that now, you know, a lot of tradies are talking about mental health. I've struggled with mental health. And it's just good that that can be spoken about and you can get people that understand, you know, if you're going through something, how much it's struck, like how much you're struggling with it. And I just think it's improving. I still think it has a bit to go because you still have those people that think that women shouldn't be in the trade. So, but you never know, 10 years time could be completely different, but it's going in the right track in my opinion. Yeah. And you're here to prove them wrong, you could say. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Put the heat on them, make them listen. Now, that's cool to like see just obviously your view mm. of how it has been. Obviously, you've had one hell of a journey so far <laughs> um, and just still your view on it to see it is getting better as well, which is good to know, yeah. obviously, for everyone. Um, so, yeah, that's cool to like see that. Look, it's actually pretty cool to look on it because I've obviously had the – I haven't – I've obviously had – my dad's been my boss, so it's obviously yeah. a bit of a different situation. Um, so what now, obviously, entailing – obviously, you've – probably got a few sponsors and that kind of stuff through Mm -hmm. your page how has that helped you as to keep you accountable you could say well it's just been amazing to like my main two would be Kat and Stabila and that's just been absolutely amazing just to work with the Kat team and Stabila I'm part of the through pro ladies team 2023 it's just been absolutely amazing because especially with Stabila it gets all the women together and like we're all doing it together being a part of the through pro ladies and it's really positive in that way and I just love working with them. I love Kat so much. I've done a couple of things for Kat and it's just great. It's great to be a part of and I just really enjoy it. Yeah. When you're in those environments and sort of situations with all the ladies, how is everyone's like is everyone on the sort of same wavelength to like here to make a bit of a noise as well? Yeah, for make the industry? a bit of noise and definitely like all of like the Tradie Lady Club, like we're yeah. all here to, you know, tell people we're not going anywhere and we're here to prove a point like we are good at what we do. <laughs> That's cool. At least, you know, you've got a few supporters behind you. Definitely. Um, sort of winding it back, obviously, to going out on your own as well and making that jump. Is there things that have probably scared you to, like, as everyone says, when you start a business, it's sort of hard to know every aspect of, like, the business side of things and what you're sort of getting into and obviously going through the process of probably getting your A grade and having sort of everything intact. How have you managed to know that or are you just sort of wing it and make it up as you go I'm like winging it. yeah i'm definitely winging it <laughs> like i know there's still so much that i need to learn a hundred percent but you don't learn unless you chuck yourself in the deep end yeah and you know i've got so many mates i can call if i ever get stuck in that aspect it's really really good biz like business side of things it's terrifying yeah also a bit of like nerves about am i going to be able to find a builder that wants to have a female electrician instead of you know a guy electrician that's what scares me a little bit as well like am I going to be able to get work but so far it's been going good um but yeah time will just tell it is scary but I'm glad that I've done it I wouldn't I wouldn't go back yeah 
some like how have you sort of managed that then obviously when you made wanted to make the jump and made the jump like have you just as you said you sort of winged that side of it a bit but you, like getting work and doing that you just sort of keep pushing and putting yourself out there definitely keep pushing and getting myself out there but how I've done it is I'm working with one of my mates at the moment so I'm trying to get my jobs as frequently as I can and then when I do have those jobs, I go and do them and then whenever I have a spare day, I don't have a job, work with my mate. Yeah. So it's worked out well that way because obviously going out on your own straight away, trying to find work for five days a week, that is so stressful, yeah. you know, and it's good now because I can pick and choose what I want to do but I'm definitely easing my way into it. I think by the end of the year, I want to have it going full bolt and working five days a week. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I reckon you will. You've got a high chance. You've got a good drive there to Fingers keep going. Nah. Um, what would you say, obviously, just a, obviously you've been away, um, had a bit of time to yourself, but mm. like the alcohol and sort of that toxicity of that side and the health and sort of that realm, how have you found that in obviously being around and having different bosses with the males in the industry as well? Bit of a controversial, yeah, the controversial topic of the alcohol in the industry. Oh, don't get me wrong, I love to have a beer on a Friday after work, yep. you know, but like that's it. Like get your, get your job done Friday, have a beer after work, maybe go to the pub with the boys. That's it, that's as far yep. as it goes with yep. me. So you, yeah. haven't, you haven't gone down that road of obviously using it, what would you say, is like an antidepressant, you could say in a way, like when you're going through those hard times, like sort of manage that with the support you had around you definitely not the way that I managed it is I would get back in the gym and I'd be boxing that's yep. how I manage my depression and anxiety yeah and what I also do for myself is I say all right some bosses might not like this but and they haven't <laughs> I make sure I go on a holiday in the middle of the year and at the end of the year because going that whole year with the stress of work and stress of getting jobs done it's too much like you need to break it up you need to give yourself a break and just rewind, come back. Yes, sometimes it's hard to get back to work <laughs> after a holiday, but it makes a difference because you're so the stress is gone and it's just easier to get back into it. I think that's really important to give yourself a break. Yeah. So you're big on obviously, and it's probably hard, like once you come out of school, as you said, you have one day and then you're straight yeah. into <laughs> wanting to do your apprenticeship. Like, so you've actually, have you implemented that probably for a long time as well? Like, like yeah. literally since I was a first year. Yeah. Yeah, literally. crazy. So it's like, yeah. When I was first, second year and third year, it was just one holiday yep. a year. But when I was a fourth year, I did two. And now I've just said to myself, that's it, two holidays a year. Yep. Just break. Because especially now that I'm out on my own, I'm going to be so much more stressed. So <laughs> it's just good just to de-stress, go away on holiday, yep. come back and just straight back into it. Yeah. yeah. And then even I would say I, I try to do it sometimes, like booking that holiday. Do you just book them well in advance so you don't get to the week before and then like I'm not going anymore or like how have you managed that side of it to commit to yourself? Like, cause that's one thing I've struggled with. Well, Bali, I literally booked it a couple of months before. Yep. I was like, screw it. I want to go on a holiday. I need yeah. a break. I just started my business, you know, like perfect time to go on a holiday. Usually it's booked like at least a year in advance. And yep. then it's good because if you're working with somebody as well, I usually give them like six months notice. Yeah. Also, so they can't say no. <laughs> yeah, so you can definitely get it in there because you're like, I've already booked it. I'm going. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, obviously, going through school and obviously doing year 12 and then going through that process as mm -hmm. well to wind it real far back, like the childhood, like, and obviously you said it, you've always wanted to be a tradie and yeah. always 
been fascinated by the industry. Do you believe like that would have got you through school as well, knowing what you want to do or? Well, I didn't figure it out until I was in year 11. Yeah. And I struggled all throughout school because I'm dyslexic and I struggled all throughout my trade because of my dyslexia and I've got ADHD as well. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as I knew what I wanted to do, I was like, all right, that's it. Let's just get school out of the way, get it done, you know, get that little sign off and just straight into the trade. That was my plan. Yeah, so you've obviously had that plan. Once you've worked it out, you're like, this is where I'm going and want to yeah. go. But also, yeah. like, nobody has to know what they want to do. Like, you know, you can leave school, go and travel, you know, see the world. You don't have to know what you want to do. Like, I was lucky I knew when I was in, you know, year 11. But a lot of people don't. Like, there's no rush to know what you want to do. Just figure it out on your own time. Yeah. And then and that's probably helped as well with, like, obviously going through your apprenticeship and taking that bit longer. You knew what you wanted to do and, as you said, you had to sort of stick it out. Yeah, to stick it out and just get it done. Get it no. done and go, like, get it over with to just be able to keep going with yeah. where you wanted to go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, would you say as well, like, obviously going through school um, and coming into the industry, did that help solidify, obviously, doing Year 12, obviously sort of doing a building or a cabinet making you obviously don't need to go all the way to year 12. Once mm. you went to year 12, did you realise, oh, I want to use a bit of that to become a Sparky or...? Well, what was it? My mum kind of just made me do year 12, <laughs> to be honest. I, didn't, I hated school so yeah. much. I hated it. I wanted to leave, but I did the year 12 just for my mum. And I think when you're a Sparky, back in the day, it's not a thing anymore. But yep. when I started... If you had your year 12 maths, I think you got paid like a dollar extra an hour. Yeah. So it worked out great for me. Yeah, you're like perfect. <laughs> I know, but no, nah, I just did it for mum. Yeah. If it was my kids and they wanted to, they were in year 10, as long as they got their year 10 pass and they knew what they wanted to do, if it was a trade, I'd let them leave school. I wouldn't make them do year 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just my- stressful for no reason, really. <laughs> yeah, most of, them, most of us haven't actually done that, that far, so. No. Um, it's very, like unheard of if in these days or year sparkies are probably the most one that ha- sort of pushed through to that year 12 yeah. to tick along no other trades really pushed through that far i would believe and i don't blame them i would have left in year 10 if i yeah. could have. i left year nine so i'm not much better <laughs> oh but oh, yeah. school's not the best no nah. <laughs> nah, definitely not um obviously are you always been grown up around peninsula area Yes, I grew up in Mount Eliza and I've lived there my whole life until a couple of years ago when I moved to Mornington with my partner. Yep, there you go. So So I'm a Peninsula gal. Yep, that's it. That that creates a name, doesn't it? It does. That's where I got my name from, Peninsula. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Obviously, coming through that as well, obviously creating that Instagram, um, running with that business name, is that just something you just, it just happened? Like, how do you originally think of that or is that just what you come up with for Insta? So I knew, I was like, okay, if I'm going to start a page, like I knew I wanted to have my own business eventually. I'm like, I need a nice name. I'm not starting the page until I figured out my name. Once I'd figured it out, I actually bought the business name. So I've had that business name for years and years and years before I even got my A grade. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's got a nice ring to it. I'm keeping it. And I just bought it straight away. Yeah. So you knew, obviously, deep down in your heart that you wanted to eventually create that own business yeah. and work for yourself. Yeah, I did question it for a long time, but I'm just like, you've only got one life. Just do it. Just go for it. Yeah. That's crazy. So you've, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Actually. Nobody knows that. No, that's They're cool. Like, but like, oh, I'm like, what? fuck, like, yeah. Like you just didn't create it and just think, oh yeah, this will work. Like, and then, yeah, you've actually known in your, the background mm. that you've always wanted to create your own business. I think it was three years ago, maybe I started the page. Yeah. So I bought it three years ago. Yeah. And I just recently had to rebuy it. <laughs> 
<laughs> repay it. Yeah, yeah after the, the I think fee. yeah, three three years. Yeah, yeah three yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. I know. Nobody so, knows that. They're no. like, oh, that's a cool name. Maybe you bought it. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I've done it, it years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's pretty like cool to know that you really wanted to like lead in that direction as yeah. well to eventually get to that stage where you can work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got me stumped that one. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Um, obviously, like then knowing what you wanted to do down the line and mm. obviously as you said, like not knowing the path you want to go on, but then you've sort of just let it happen and like Instagram's grown yeah. um, like more than you probably thought it has. Yeah, um, Like has that been scary of way of like how have you kept, like and we touched on a little bit before, like your privates to your sparky mm. like life sort of separate as well. Like it's hard to navigate the two at times when you just want to, because social media, some people that don't obviously run it, like, takes a lot of time. It definitely does. Like, and that's why I've been really slack recently. Like, yeah. it takes a lot to, you know, if you're doing a job, set up the phone, take a video, get home, edit it, upload it. Like, it's sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to go to my job. I'm just going to do the job. And then I just don't get content sometimes. And when I do, I post it. But since my page has gotten a lot bigger, the stress that I've got of, like, I need post I haven't posted in a couple of weeks like I need to post like that's a lot yeah but I'm sure I'll pick up my game maybe in yep. a month and just start posting a little bit more yep. like how do you obviously feeling that probably like anxiety in a way of like you're letting the people down and yeah, like this and that and obviously at the end of the day it's only social media but I know how have you like obviously once the page grows and as you said you've got a few sponsors and they sort of like push you probably a little bit here and there at times like how have you managed that like do you just as you said you've been a bit slack but like you've been away obviously as yeah. well but like how have you navigated that well it's with those sponsors as well like I have to do a certain amount of posts so like I just set reminders like in my calendar it's like once a month I have to do a post for this company or this company and there's some other companies that have sent me stuff and I've just been really, really slack with and I feel so bad for it, but it's hard to keep up with it. Like you yep. definitely have to set aside some of your personal time to get that content, edit it, upload it. Like it's a lot, but you just got to have little reminders. Like I've got little reminders in my diary, like just so you don't lose track of it and they don't get angry at you. <laughs> Coming back to that, well, obviously like with the, sponsors and that kind of thing they probably mm. keep you accountable as well but they definitely do um like not i'd say like and i like even looking at your socials like you've separated those two very well from your mm. personal like um like as i said like when, what's your name like when i introduced myself to first meet you like to get around that and how have you like literally kept those like so separate well, people don't need to know about my personal life, you know, yep. like I do, like I'm very open and honest on my business page and, you know, if anybody asks me something, I'm super honest with them, but nobody needs to know what I do on my spare time unless I post it on my Peninsula Sparky Chick page. Like having those two separate is very important because it just gives you time to just de-stress and not worry about yep. the business page. You can go on my normal page and do stump, like something. So it's just really, really important to keep it separate yep. and I'm yep. glad I've kept it very separate this whole time yeah and i'll yep. continue to keep it separate yeah that's good <laughs> good to know like at least you know you want to keep them separate and you, then it probably makes you treat it more as a business page it would you say does. as well it yeah. definitely helps with that as well because like i know okay haven't been on my business page in a couple of days I need to go on that like i barely go on my normal page anymore yeah it's just all on my business page so yep. it's good i like yeah. it that's cool to know like yeah you're separating work 
from life yeah. as well. Like instead of collating the two. Just be too much if it's yeah. all in one. Like I just couldn't just yeah. be too much. Yeah. When it did take off at the start and sort of you are just posting organically probably and just sort of thought, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to get out there. Mm. What that sort of create and feel for you? Like were you like, what the hell? Like, I was When it started to blow up, I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. This is really, really weird. And I'm like, why do people want to follow me? Like I'm not even that interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. It freaked me out a little bit, but now it's kind of awesome because it's like, you know, I've got a fair amount of followers. It's just really cool to see that people are interested in what I do. Like yeah. it's just, it's really cool that way, but I never expected it was going to blow up like that ever. I was just having fun posting about what I'm doing at work and then it just went... <laughs> one yep. day so but no it's good i really like it yeah yeah that's cool to know like it's just organically happened you could yeah. say like you haven't been like all right i'm going to create a socials to grow my business xyz like it's just you've just let it, it go with the flow yeah and then it was like all right well we might as well start a business now so <laughs> <laughs> create something get out of it a bit more yeah, that can literally. make you a bit more money <laughs> yeah yeah that's sick obviously winding back to the start a little bit and obviously being a lady in the industry and we've sort of touched on it a few times um and you're more than open to say, like, you don't want to talk about it. But, like, obviously going through those stages where you've had those bosses that have been a bit too fucking hectic, too hands-on, you could say, in a way. Like, for it's hard with, like, people overstepping that line. Obviously, you've got your personal life. You've got a partner. Like, how's, like, even just to pick yourself, like, how's he helped with and managed with it? Like, because I know, fuck, I'd be pretty ropeable at times as well. Oh. <laughs> um, he doesn't deal with it very well. He yeah. gets very, very angry. Yeah. But also he knows that I can protect myself. Yeah. So, and I think that's taken, so when we first met, he was a little bit taken back by what I did because it wouldn't, I could imagine it wouldn't be easy for guys, you know, you start dating a girl and she works with guys 24-7. She, you know, like, around blokes all the time so but he has gotten used to it and I think yeah definitely knowing that I can protect myself if I'm ever in a situation like that it's definitely taken the stress off of him yeah but he's still a bit eh, about it sometimes yeah it'd be a hard conversation sometimes oh it definitely was and I definitely think when that happened in the union he's like no that's it you're not working there again I mean the guy got the sack that day but still the amount they get away with in the, in the union is just crazy. Yeah. Like normal job sites, domestic, blokes are awesome. Like yeah. you get along with them like a house on fire, never have any issues, but union, nah, I won't be doing that again. Yeah, that's crazy to see obviously your view on it compared mm. to obviously the money's better, but hey, but the industry's what? not. The money's better, but like you go your whole apprenticeship in the union just cable tying cables. Like yeah. you wouldn't learn anything. Like it's... Yeah, the money's good, but not if you're not a knowledgeable electrician. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It it's outweighs it. It outweighs, outweighs the money. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you want to work for yourself, as you Definitely. said, like you wanted to learn and understand. Definitely. Yeah. Um, going through that as well, obviously, wanting to learn and talking about learning, mm-hmm. like in the industry, how have you had to sort of push, like to obviously be yourself, but like when you've had those bosses and you still want to learn the right way and ask the right questions, how have you sort of like when they sort of probably put you back in your box at times, like, and like let you not do it, you could say, Mm -hmm. how have you just gone like, fuck you pretty much? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I am that type. I was that type of apprentice where I would ask you everything. Yeah. Like if I didn't know something and I was curious, I'd ask you because I don't want to not know. I'd rather know what I'm doing 110%. Um, But yeah, definitely. Like if, you know, you're an apprentice, you're here to learn and become as knowledgeable as you can by the end of your time. That's the most important thing. So if the, you know, if your A grade's not teaching, you've got to be like, well, mate, what am I here for? Like, 
I want to know how to do this. Show me how to do it. You just got to be a little bit like that with them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just sort of push your point. To you definitely yeah. do because yep. you're there to learn. You are like you're a print, you're four years. You have to learn as much as you possibly can really. Yep. Cause once you're an A grade, that's it. You can't get away with not knowing certain things because people are like, what are you doing? You yep. know? But do you like find that in apprentices probably nowadays and obviously you went through the thing in your time of just sort of they go with emotion sometimes because they're probably scared in a way, would you believe or not? Like what do you reckon that stems from or they just can't be fucked? They just can't be fucked. Yeah. The apprentices nowadays are a lot different to when I did my apprenticeship. Like very, very different. But also I think it depends on the boss as well. Like you've got to be a little bit firm but fair, definitely fair, but they have to know their place. Like you're an apprentice, you know, you've got to do this, this, this and this. But, yeah, they're definitely a little bit more slack than when I started my time. But obviously I started with a boss that was – I was scared of him, so I just did whatever, you know. So I think it definitely depends on if they really, really love it, they'll make that effort, but also depends on their boss as well. Yeah. And obviously like a few times you've touched on as well, like being firm but fair, Mm. what would that mean to you? Like if you were to elaborate and sort of break that part for the people listening – like in certain situations, like you fuck something up or like you need to work a bit harder. Like how would you sort of elaborate that and open that up a little bit as well? Well, to be honest, like even like I've had my mate's apprentice, he came to my job with me on Friday and, you know, they need to know like obviously you need to be clean, you need to be tidy. Like in my opinion, this is what I would be firm on if I ever got an apprentice, like don't ever swear in front of clients ever. You have to be neat, tidy, and just have a good attitude. That's that's it. And you know, if you don't, if you're not loving what you're doing, why are you here? That's pretty much what I would say to them. Yeah. But those are my three things. They have to be very neat, no swearing in front of clients, and they have to love what they're doing. Yeah. And saying that as well, obviously you coming through the industry and obviously working with certain people and yeah. navigating that as well. How have you, like, how do you manage to sort of stick in your own lane but then not obviously people please at certain stages as well and know when you've got to stand up? I think there's certain situations where you know you've definitely got to stand up for yourself. Like if someone's turning around and like, piss off, like I'm trying to do this, you'd be like, mate, like I'm asking you a question, I want to know how to do this, like can you please just help me? Yeah. you just got to, you can't go back at them if they're being aggressive to you. you just got to be like, mate, I just want to know what I'm doing. Like can you please just show us? So it's handling it almost in like that type of way like I don't think you should ever really get aggressive with somebody unless they're really really being out of line but it's just like saying like hey I just need help just help us yeah yeah the question you don't ask is usually the one you do need to ask they say um we'll nearly wrap it up soon because we've got it through a lot yes it's been a bit hectic (laughs) but like it's yeah it's just crazy like to hear your backstory obviously from the start and obviously going through those six years yeah like to tell the girls out there and like the ladies in the and even probably the males as well Mm. like how to help like how can everyone sort of help the ladies and make them feel more welcome but obviously still got to be firm but fair but like help everyone in the industry as well like what's something that comes from like obviously you've had a hell of a journey Mm. um so far like what is it that you've picked up along the way as well well, even like all the girls that I've spoken to through Chisholm and then girls that I've tried to get work experience for, I've said to them from the get-go, like, if you don't have a backbone, this isn't for you. 
because you do need to be able to put up with stuff. You do deal with shit, you know. Also, like, you know, you've got to be able to have a joke with the boys, have fun yeah. with the boys and stuff like that. But if you don't have a backbone, I wouldn't bother, you know. Like, but even going through my apprenticeship, I never had any issues with the blokes that I worked with at all. Like, oh, it's hard. Like, yeah, I never had any issues with the blokes that I worked for. It was just the bosses. Yeah. Everyone yeah, was just crazy. lovely. Everyone was just lovely to work for. You get the occasional bloke that's just like, oh, what are you doing here? And you just put them in their place. You yeah. just got to put them in their place. Yeah. But no, besides the bosses, it's been a great apprenticeship. But you just got to, if you need help, like reach out and ask for help. Like even as I said before, like if anybody's struggling, it's not just women as well. Like guys have bad apprenticeships as well. Like yeah. guys get mistreated as well. It's not just the girls. So it's just, it's asking for help, but also knowing when enough is enough yeah i think yeah and obviously creating that voice and having that backbone as well is that something you've probably always had or you sort of once you started the trade realized you need a bit more resilience probably as well definitely because it is hectic at times and can be bad like the banner sometimes you're like oh that's crossed the line but like how have you gone like yeah being in those situations at times as well well definitely like going into the trade knowing i can knock somebody out that always helps (laughs) yeah but (laughs) You know, it was that first boss that really toughened me up and made me realise, okay, this isn't normal, the way that I'm getting treated. And it was that third boss as well where I finally stood up for myself and I said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I said, I'm done. Yeah. But it's, it's, all, it's what you go through in the trade that also makes you stronger. Yeah. You know, you can go into it like, yeah, I know how to fight, but I was shit scared when I first started. It just – it takes time and then – yeah, now I'm just like, I won't put up with shit at all now. Yeah. Obviously, touching on that well, um, and going through boxing, did you have any fights or anything or just train? Um, I taught people how to box. Yep. My coach personally was against fighting. Yep. Um, I wanted to fight. He wouldn't let me, I think, because he knows I can't really control it once I get really, really angry. Yep. But I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Are you still training nowadays? I actually got back into training what, the other day, went to boxing. Um, so I'm going to get back into that, I, I reckon, because yeah. it's something I love and I'm good at and it definitely helps scare the boys away on the job side. <laughs> when they know, they're like, oh, fuck, we'll watch yeah, out for her. <laughs> don't mess with her. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, obviously boxing as well obviously takes a lot of discipline and sort mm. of like it's not easy work. Um, no. Obviously sticking at it, how long have you been doing that? Ah, uh, six years. Yeah, so sa- same amount of time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I oh, I started boxing before my apprenticeship and yep. then I got sick and I stopped boxing and my coach at the time sold his gym. Yeah. So I haven't been back to boxing in I think two years, two yep. or three years. Yeah. But it definitely teaches you how to control your anger. Yeah. Um, and how to handle situations. Like I would never put my hands on somebody, but if somebody touched my friends or my family, that's a different story. But yep. Unless it really came down to it, I would not touch somebody unless they, you know, swung first. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And then obviously knowing, obviously, you've got that backbone as well. Like, as you said, if you need to use it, you can use it. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like, if I ever see a bloke giving crap to a female tradie, I'll definitely give it back to him, that's for sure. Watch out for what's coming. Yes. That's right. Is there anything else you want to touch on, like, that you can literally pops out of your brain that you're like, fuck, I'd love to talk about that? I just also want to like put out there, I know I've said it, but if anybody's like ever struggling and they need somebody to talk to, yep. my inbox is always open. Yeah. Obviously you've touched on that a few times again, obviously mm. to jump back in. Mental health to you, what 
does that mean to you? Like, has it become something a big part, obviously going through what you've sort of been through and had to navigate that as well? Yeah. Well, I didn't get diagnosed with depression and anxiety um, until like, what, three years ago? Because I knew I was struggling. I didn't know what was going on and then I got diagnosed with it. But I refuse to take medication for it. I just deal with it myself. I find ways to deal with it. And I just talk to people. You just got to talk to people. You know, yeah. like if that's why I've said, you know, if anybody's ever struggling, it's just good to talk to somebody about it and they can give their opinion and it helps. Yep. Yeah. So you found obviously just talking to friends, family, and whoever, boxing. probably, and boxing, probably yeah. they're probably your main releases instead Definitely. of just going for the sort of don't go for the booze yeah booze medication um, definitely no i'm not about that yeah what what's made you not be about that like is you just is that just because your it's personal not, preference it doesn't help yeah it just makes it worse like that's why like i've always said to myself i'll be natural i'm not going to take medication for my depression and anxiety i'm going to find natural ways to help myself you know getting on medication and abusing it with alcohol is the worst thing you can do because alcohol is a depressant so it's literally just making it worse. Yeah. You know, but it's just going out, distracting yourself, hanging out with your friends and me, boxing just really helps me. Yeah. So they're like your four fronts that you've sort of implemented in. Yeah. Obviously, probably since and always. Always. Yeah. To keep you ticking, probably. Yeah. yeah. Definitely helps. Yeah. Especially when you're stressed. Yeah. Somewhere to release the anger and yes, just punch the bag. <laughs> like, get me out of here. <laughs> literally. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I reckon that's... A, everything i reckon we've pretty yeah. much touched on obviously your bit of backstory as well which is pretty hectic, hectic you could <laughs> yeah. say and obviously you don't want to dive too deep into certain things at times but um no it's nice to tell people what i went through though yeah well it's cool to like have that story and everyone's story is different obviously as yeah. you said as well like some and obviously males females everyone in the industry goes through it exactly right but it's not like you've had to and you've been probably very persistent and obviously kept at it for a long time as well mm. like that's pretty crazy to think like you didn't like you could have thrown the towel in and sort of gave up i nearly did yeah like what made like really like did you just know like was it to sort of give a fuck you to everyone else that sort of put it you was, through the shit to all those bosses yeah. that said i couldn't do it and all the people that said i couldn't do it it's like well this is a big fuck you because i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna yeah. give up and i was doing it for myself as well because yeah. i knew i know i'm good at what i do and yeah. to throw in the towel would just have been an absolute waste yeah Shit. So you really like deep down in your heart, like you could feel it, like you're yeah. like, I'm gonna it's fucking like just do this. Don't you're so close, like yeah. just don't. Like I literally, I'd get in the car every single day, and I'd say to myself, "You are so close, you cannot give up. Just keep going." Every day, and yeah. I did it. Yeah, and here now you I'm are. here. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? No, I that's know. cool to know. Like, yeah, you've really just like kept going. Yeah. Um, and took it, and like apprenticeships obviously are tough at times, but like even taking you, as you said, six years, <laughs> like you've just stuck at it to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And that's also like, I'm just so proud of myself for doing that as well. Yeah. So many people would have just said, no, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Got too hard. Yeah. Pack up the tools. No, I'm not like Move that. on with something else. That's crazy. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Beautiful. Um, thanks heaps for coming. I really appreciate you driving down too. Thank you um, for having me. No, nah, thank you. And I can't wait to get some feedback on it and let everyone hear your story yes so. i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> get around it let's go